And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Five minute freak! Ah, no way! F-R-E-A-K! Your ordinary fur-barren rebel! Good evening, um, or morning, if that's when you listen to this. Your choice, personal preference. But uh, I'm Scott McGregor, Scott 2.0. And once again, we're going to be doing a recap of a Fear of the Walking Dead episode for you as a five-minute freak. And joining me once again this week are Beth and Brian Hughes. Welcome, folks. Thank Hi. you. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Hello, hello. And uh, we do, unfortunately, Serotonin is not going to be with us tonight. She was having some technical issues, and we decided to bail and hopefully have her back next week, which is a bummer because I actually got to watch the episode with her for a change. Um, so unfortunate, but we miss you, Sarah, and we'll, we'll, we'll do it for the Gipper. Um, uh, we're up to episode four of season two, and the title of the episode is Blood in the Streets, directed by Michael up and doll and written by Kate Erickson, which is I'm assuming the either wife or sister of the one of the creators of the show. Um, I think Dave Erickson. I had that in my head earlier, but now I'll have to go to uh, IMDb.com for it. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Is yep. it See, already a, already a train wreck. Dave Erickson. Erickson. Yep. Hey, the Whedons do it, you know, as long as they're good writers, I don't care. Bring in your, you know, third cousin, fourth removed, whatever. Um, but uh, actually tonight we're going to have uh, a little confused, which happens a lot with my podcasts when I'm trying to organize them on who is going to do the synopsis tonight. I I had chatted with Brian and Beth about it last week, and and I, I guess I had told them, hey, why don't you guys do the synopsis this week? And and then I babbled a lot, and I went back, and I was questioning myself today, and, like, was I supposed to do the notes? Was he going to do the notes? And I went back and read through our conversation, and I couldn't even figure out what I had said. Um, so <laughs> we both did notes, but I'm still going to hand it off to Brian tonight because I haven't slept in, like, 48 hours, and I could use the break, frankly. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, my only comment starting out is shit gets real this episode, kids. No and kidding. I'm, <laughs> they I'm stuffed a lot that. into this one. Um, so, yeah, they, they definitely can't claim the slow burn, you know, boring floating and talking in this episode. It was an interesting one, and we got a lot of info on, on a few people. So I'm going to let you take it from there for now, Brian. All righty. Okay, well, this week's episode opens with Nick making his way up to the shore just as a chopper with a big spotlight flies overhead. Now, Nick's got a wider type bag full of, uh, looks like clothes and maybe some other objects, and he, he goes ahead and gets dressed quick. He comes across an empty tent-filled refugee camp, uh, and completely empty of people, as it appears. 
though he does find a walker, and using a tent, he ends the walker with a knife to the skull. He then proceeds to cover himself in the walker's entrails and, and I, uh, looks to a little slip of paper with an address on it and heads inland. And I just got to butt in there for a little side note that I, I noticed that obviously the writers of Fear the Walking Dead listened to our last podcast because if you guys will remember, I remarked on how uh, Nick's zombie blood last episode was far too neat and just covered this one little kind of triangle. Yeah. And, yeah. and this time uh, Nick went full intestine bath. And smeared it everywhere, and it was glorious. But, uh, yep, it's just my little notation on that one. <laughs> so, yay, they're listening to us. Yeah, I wish. But <laughs> Now, totally just in case, awesome. we'll keep giving them good ideas. Yeah, and one, Beth, one thing that Beth pointed out was just how empty that uh, refugee camp was. Yeah, um, even not any many walkers. Nick was actually banging together pots to try to summon them, and he only really got one. So Yeah, I mean, you didn't really see corpses around yeah. or anything like that. So, uh, you know, you kind of wonder what happened at that camp. Now, one of the things that, that I kind of postulate a little bit is maybe the helicopters are passing over quite often, and if they're going to the water, that noise is attracting the walkers out into the water. Could be, yeah. But we also saw, remember, or they've been saved, because remember we saw there was a big sign on the on the beach someone had created that said, save us. That was obviously, unless, I wasn't clear on whether Nick had done that, or if it was the people that were in the tent city had done it. No, it I thought that confusing. the people in the tent had done that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured, but it almost looked like Nick had done it for a second there, but, um, like, after seeing the helicopter. Although that wouldn't really do him much good being out in the middle of the ocean. So, you see, yeah. And I, I take a totally different side to that, thinking that the helicopter was simply looking for the Abigail. Could be. And yeah. Strand. And I don't think that they had seen where they were because they didn't make their rendezvous time like they had planned to do or Strand had planned to do. Well, and, and I'll, I'll, I've got my own theory that I'll, I'll reveal later as we get into the story. Because I, I think that, you know, that's a good one, but I think uh, there's a different explanation, at least as, as far as San Diego and all that's concerned. Well, let's go then. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. Okay, well, back on the Abigail, Travis and Madison, you know, they're arguing about the needs for Strand and whether they should, you know, throw him overboard after his cutting Alex's life rat free. Mm -hmm. Now, Travis is ready to move on without Strand, but Madison thinks that, you know, he might, you know, be valuable to them. Then we see Chris using passive-aggressive, uh, wimpy tactics to hit on Ophelia, hoping that yeah. she has cougaristic tendencies, and she shoots him down with the plenty yeah. of fish in a sea line. Yeah, he gets friend-zoned hard in that one, yeah. Friend-zoned fatality. It's like, oh, that, you know, don't worry, you'll have time. There's other women in the world somewhere out there. Ah, <laughs> oh, sorry, Chris. I so had to ask Brian. Um, he is hitting on her, right? <laughs> Not just me. Absolutely. No, definitely wasn't just you. No. Just in the wimpiest, just most pathetic way possible, yes. He was hitting on her. So just then, uh, a life raft comes up to the rear of the boat with two men and a very pregnant woman on board who appears to be bleeding. Chris, for the first time, you know, doesn't do something stupid. I mean, he does, does, some, he does something stupid, yeah. but not immediately. Immediately, he waffles which is yeah. not something that he had done before. He'd always acted before and acted stupidly. Maybe that's why he waffled. I don't know. 
But yeah, it, Ophelia, of course, you know, runs in to try to help. Everyone on the boat becomes aware of the visitors, and while Madison rushes to try to help, Strand immediately goes for a stowed gun. Unfortunately, Daniel apparently removed the clip and bullets when he found the gun in the previous episode. Yeah. And uh, I tell you, you know, it's it's one of those things when you see they should have instructions for everybody. You know, if you're on watch and a boat's yeah. coming up, this is what you do. You cap them, cap the boat, or just tell them to get the hell away. Yeah, and it almost seemed out of character for, I mean, that Ophelia, you would think, it had started becoming harder and that she might have been the one to be like, yeah, shoot them. It's the pregnant uh, woman thing, though. That's, that's yeah, a- yeah, sure. I mean, that's you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna be pirates, bring a, a bleeding pregnant woman with you, and it apparently helps your game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Madison takes the pregnant girl down below, but as Daniel and Travis are trying to question the two men, Alicia hears one of them talking and recognizes his voice as Jack, the guy that uh, she had talked to on the radio in the uh, in episode one of this season. All at once, the two unknown men move for weapons while the pregnant woman smashes Madison's head into the vanity. They tie everyone they find up in the main cabin and even force Alicia to help. One of the boarders spots Strand escaping on a life raft, but Reed, the leader of the boarders, shoots at him and hits the raft, causing it to start losing air. Now, I don't, I haven't gone back and watched, but did we, either of you remember whether Alicia did tell them everyone, everyone's names and everything? She didn't. I didn't think so either, but they clearly know everyone on that boat, which is kind of a mystery then at this point. Not a mystery. Not a mystery. Not a mystery, because I believe that they picked up Alex, and Alex was able Ah, to tell them their names. That could very well be, because as we'll learn later, the, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that Alex is still out there somewhere. So, Mm -hmm. she... Clearly didn't go by your one theory there, Beth, that you had last week that we'll get to a little later when we get to that point. But, right. but yeah, I like that. I like that. You've got a good good conspiracy theory-minded woman here. <laughs> Brian, I like that. <laughs> okay, so now we get a flashback where we see Strand having drinks and talking about himself to a businessman. He reveals he pretty much lost everything because of Hurricane Katrina and needs to start over. They drink lots and get dangerously close to one another as they talk. (laughs) Uh, After their bender, Strand helps a businessman to his room and to his bed. Strand then helps himself to the credit cards in the businessman's wallet and leaves. And he's spotted before he leaves briefly in a drunken haze and like, I might remember this. Yeah, like he wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) On the Abigail, the boarders want the keys to the boat and are ready to kill Chris if someone doesn't turn them over. Travis explains that Strand probably has the keys, but he may be able to hotwire the boat, so Reed takes him down to the engine room to get started. The uh, other boarder, the one called Jack, gets him alone time with Alicia, where he loosens her bond and tells her that when Connor gets here, he'll take control of the situation. Meanwhile, Nick makes his way cross-country to the gated community that appears to still be in development and have uh, only one walker amongst them. Now, um... The the one thing that that bothered me in the, in that part before though was where Reed leaves everybody under the charge of the girl, the pregnant girl. Yeah. And could you even tell if she had a weapon or anything? Did she have mm. a gun? I don't I don't know. I'm assuming she must have, but yeah, not the best strategy in the world. I mean, even no, though she I was kind of playing did. possum a bit. I mean, she was bleeding, but she wasn't as bad off as they made her out to be when, you know, to 
could do the ruse and get on the ship, but right. Um, but they had all tied them all up too, so I guess they were confident in their their bonding abilities, <laughs> binding abilities. Yeah. Now, do you think that that it's almost a little too easy for Nick to get across country the way he's going right now? It's yeah, like he's, he's not coming across. He's like a Navy anything. SEAL or something. Yeah, they did. It's a striking. I mean, unless it would just all happened off camera because he did have his his zombie blood camo on. Um, so maybe they just didn't couldn't hire the extras this week or something. Well, yeah, well, but but was, like yeah, the tent city. I expected a lot more, and 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 even in the the gated complex there. I think we'll definitely see a horde of them soon in this next episode, especially when they're trying to get away or something like that. I like the theory that maybe the helicopter drew them all into the water, yeah. Um, that, that makes some sense to me. Um, yeah, I mean, if so, you're at the coast, and the, the best way to get rid of them is taking that water source. I mean, you're not going to be using that water source for fresh water, obviously. No, no. And and generally, they you know they might float for a while, but they'll eventually probably sink and get harvested by some sea life. <laughs> so. One would hope. Yeah. Okay, so back <clears throat> to Strand. Yeah, uh, going back to Strand's flashback, uh, the businessman he robbed and an associate of his have tracked him down to his current hotel room. Now, while Strand stole $36,000 using the guy's credit cards, he doesn't appear angry at Strand at all. Instead, obligate Strand to him. And here we find that the businessman's name is Thomas Abigail, mm-hmm. as in the, the yacht that they're in. Because yeah, that's not an ego or anything, naming a boat after yourself. Well, it could have been named after his mother. Oh, true, I guess. You I did. mean, but her name wasn't Abigail Abigail, though, right? You have too much faith in humanity to be watching this show, Brian. Really. <laughs> well, who knows if he's not an Abigail Jr., for all we know. Yeah. Because yeah. he did say he... Works for his father, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. So it could very well be his father. I mean, we don't know what his father really does, really, other than dabble in a little real estate because that's what he's doing. Yeah. I like I like Strand's excuse for. I mean, Strand wasn't just ripping him off. He literally like ripped him off to make investments and make his money back. And he's like, I'm gonna I was gonna pay you back with interest. Um, sure, but why not tell him that? Well, yeah, I, I found that the, the whole forgiveness. We find out a little later maybe why Thomas was more likely to forgive Mr. Strand. Um, obviously, he had some deep affection for him. Um, well, I think that, that, that <laughs> Thomas, you know, looked at Strand in a similar way that Strand looked at Nick. Bingo, bingo. Yep, you, you nailed it on the head there, Brian. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah, definitely a parallel. Because, I mean, Strand obviously sent Nick trusted Nick enough to go on this little commando run to meet his contact. So, yeah, it's definitely the same thing. But, yeah, so yeah. very cool. Yeah, and Strand thanks him for forgiving him. And he's like, oh, I didn't forgive you. <laughs> I've obligated you. Yes. Right. <laughs> You're my boy now. <laughs> and the same way that Nick has been obligated with his family, that mm-hmm. type of situation, because Strand is saving his family. Yeah, bingo. So, mm-hmm. so he's yeah. made to run errands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and the and the thing is with with Nick, I mean, it's kind of like being one of the Goodfellas. Yeah. You know, if you watch Goodfellas, you say Ray Liotta's character when he's younger, man, he hustled. He did everything yeah, those guys totally. told him to do because yeah. he knew you you keep your head down, you keep your mouth shut, 
You do what the boss tells you and everything will be fine. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. We come back from the flashback. You see Strand is out in the, in the water, floating in the water beside the life raft as it's losing its air. And he's struggling with the sat phone and he loses it in the water. And I think that right there was his most desperate moment. You looked at it on his face and he was just... That was that was a man in panic that we have never ever seen yeah. from his yeah. character in all this time. He's always been cool and in control, and that was that moment where you saw him out of, out of his element. I found it kind of strange. I guess it moved the plot where it needed to be, but I found it kind of strange that he just kind of bolted from the ship uh, when it was invaded. Uh, I don't know what. I mean, I guess he thought he was going to be all. Well, I guess they were close to shore, obviously, and where his contact was. So yeah, yeah he he was going to call in the cavalry then. Um, but I think he could have ducked into a closet or something and done it just as effectively. He had no gun. He didn't see. Yeah. yeah and, and it looks to me like he understands the art of war. You know, yeah. if you know, if you're not meeting an evenly matched or an overmatched foe, stay away. And that's yeah. what he did. He, he, yeah. he ran away from the battle. So, you know, that, that, that doesn't surprise me. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I almost got the sense that Strand could not swim. Yeah, almost, right? Because he, he was clinging to that, that punctured boat pretty... I most definitely yeah. think he couldn't swim. Otherwise, he would have dove for the phone. Yeah. And would have caught it on time before it really sank. Yeah. And see, and I have the theory that it's very possible that the reason why that phone was so important is so he could keep touch with with uh thomas yes yeah so that way in the previous episode at the very end the commercial showed that there were all these helicopters and boats Uh, i really think that this um that thomas has the ability to send all these people to look for strand yeah and the fact that they have now lost contact is really going to call the cavalry but that's just um where my head's at I don't think that that the theory of the helicopter going out to sea is going to take all those zombies there or, or walkers there. I, I just don't – I it's a possibility, but I really don't see that happening. Yeah, well, maybe not, but that, that helicopter is not necessarily Abigail's either. It could be you know, remnants of the military, Coast Guard or whatever, uh, maybe even Border Patrol. Who knows? Uh, you know, whatever remnants are left over, even DEA. Yeah, I'll bet that Connor has hijacked himself a Coast Guard boat or something. Well, the, the thing is, <laughs> is that where Nick came up on shore, we can be fairly certain that was probably near San Diego. And Luis was the contact in San Diego that yeah. uh, Strand had intended to reach. So when he heard that San Diego was on fire, I, again, San Diego is a huge place, hills and valleys and all sorts of you know, stuff all over the place, and that was a development that was wet on, uh, out on the outskirts. So no surprise that that place would still be standing. Here's a testament to uh, IMDB.com's inaccuracies. Um, they, they apparently called Luis Carlos on here for some reason. Oh, man. Um, which is just like, <laughs> yeah, what the hell, guys? <laughs> well, maybe that's what he was in the original script. Yeah, I guess possibly. And maybe they thought it was, well, it's like we need a Hispanic type name. <laughs> and you know, you had said, Scott, that maybe there were Connors, but Connor only had five boats. Okay, and, um, I didn't even catch we, that. <laughs> we learned that from um, 
Jack. Isn't it? Isn't it Jack who says that? To yeah, Jack says that to to the daughter Alicia. But right. Jack hasn't been honest about anything, and yeah. and he was still lying to her all the time that that you know he had them under under his sway. I I, I don't believe a single thing that he says. Yeah, Connor listens to him. Maybe he does, and you know this is a hot young girl that's breed worthy. But yeah, that's, and we'll get to uh, that in just a. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I was about to go. <laughs> yeah. Now, back on the Abigail, Madison starts to needle the actually pregnant woman. She wasn't playing it off that she was actually pregnant. Yeah. And Madison was giving her stories of childbirth to distract her from Daniel, who's working on removing his bonds. Now, away from the others. Jack tells Alicia more about Connor and the need to prove her worth to him. He tells her Connor saved him and that he owes him. Now that I believe. Yeah. He even admits not liking what he has to do, and Alicia admits that they have done uh, on, on the Abigail have done uh, even worse. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to sit there and think, you know, well, what did they really do that was worse? Was it cutting away Alex? Maybe, or I, th- I think maybe she's she's definitely playing up. You know, she knows she's probably has the only advantage at this point. I think she's, and even the hug that she gives him, I mean, you can see in her face that yeah. she's, unfortunately, she knows the one coin she has right now probably is a young, hot woman. So she's going to use that to her advantage and, and just kind of say whatever he needs to hear at this point. She's that smart. Alicia's sharp as a tack, definitely. So. Yeah. Um, now, back on land, Nick uh, decides that he wants to attract any walker in the area by bouncing a basketball around. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, there weren't any there. Now, he did find the address on the slip of paper, and he meets Luis, the associate of Abigail from Strand's flashback. Now, Luis is supposed to help get the Abigail to Mexico, but he only knows that he's taking two people. Right, yeah. And at this point, we get another flashback where we see Strand and Abigail outside, close to the coast, enjoying the sun and the view. And uh, apparently, Abigail's mother is is out there uh, with him. Yeah. And she doesn't approve of Strand. Now, Strand wants to talk business, but Abigail just wants to enjoy their time together. They have drinks and hold hands. And, you yeah. know, if, if the relationship hadn't been obvious to the viewers up to this point, it is very obvious at this point. Yeah, you know, I actually missed that then. I missed the hand-holding. I didn't realize what was going on between them. I had my thoughts, but, I mean, I didn't realize till the last scene. In the bar, they actually kiss. In the bar, it was it was you know real real obvious. Um, and it, I thought I mean, so too. I and the, the closeness that they had when he when he carried him to bed and took off his shoes, there was more to that than just. Yeah, yeah, I was feeling a little weird about that too. It's like wow, that's really you know, you don't see a lot of men doing that for each other when they're drunk. And you see Thomas the way he affectionately looks at him that he's interested. Yeah. And he looks at, he makes it a very strong point to look at Strand's lips yeah. when he's talking to him and then looks back up at his eyes. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I did not notice that. You guys are oh, yeah. that than I do, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're very so- brave of the writers to, to introduce that. I, I, well, I remember, I think I said in the, the first episode of this that I did with Alan that I'm like, uh, well, you know that uh, Strand seemed to take quite a liking to Nick, and maybe that was deeper than just his survival skills. But It definitely <laughs> makes me wonder now, yeah. I gotta yeah. say. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no, that's true. I'm not saying there isn't, that's for sure. Yeah. 
Nick might be a little young for him, so let's keep that off the page for a while, writers. But you know, Strands <laughs> is a very strong opportunist. Who's yeah. to say that he's not taking this as an opportunity to um, get a leg up, so to say? Yeah, you know, um, nice. you know, we I I really don't know for sure if he really is in love with Thomas. I yeah. know that Thomas is, has very strong feelings for Strand and has had them since the get go. He let the guy rip him off for thirty six grand and it, didn't make him fish food. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but it's still, most of those situations don't end well for the thief. <laughs> True. So is Strand in it for the money or does he really find something in Thomas that he didn't have before besides money? Yeah, well, I mean, now it's protection, if anything. Um, Money is nearly useless and meaningless at this point, but um, he definitely sees the advantage of knowing a guy with a $10 million boat and places to go. So, yeah. Which leads yeah. me to think that it's possible that Strand has something else planned for Nick. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, back on the Abigail, uh, Warren Jeffs, I mean David Koresh, I mean Jim Jones arrives. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, water, water based Negan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, he's going to take the boat and leave the crew on the shore with the exception of Travis and Alicia as he has need of them. Uh, Reed has different ideals after Connor leaves and uh, with Travis and Alicia. But before he can kill anyone, uh, Lewis and Nick show up, and Lewis takes out several of the boarders with a sniper rifle. Lewis, Lewis is uh, he's definitely the muscle of the family. He's a shot, and he, he took out those two people like, yeah. Okay, not only did he take them out like that, he took them out from a good distance in a moving yeah. boat on choppy water. Yeah, and the the woman that was, that he knocked off first was looking at him through a sniper rifle, and she's just like, "Yeah, there's a guy," and boom. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh, see that flash you just saw? That was. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they were done. So yeah, Luis has some skills. That's for certain. Yeah, no kidding. Now Daniel breaks free from his bonds, and with Madison's help, they take over the boat and run through Reed uh, with some kind of spike. Yeah, that was uh, nice. Uh, now was that a was that a, a, a tire iron or what was that? that I don't know. Wasn't it, it somebody? It was, had, it was yeah, a tire iron, uh, iron or whatever you call it. Yeah, it was the straight one. Yeah, the one that you lift. Now, didn't the pregnant woman hide that behind her? Like she stuffed that in like the couch or something, and then when they got free, no, it was, was Travis who put okay. it behind the uh, sofa. Ah, okay, I missed so that. So that way. Um, that way Daniel could see that he'd put it there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, once Luis is on the boat, he tells them they don't go into Mexico without Strand. Yeah. And we next see Madison in the Zodiac pulling up Strand, who had completely lost uh, his life raft, and it was just floating there in the water. Yeah. And that's pretty much the end of the episode. But the previews for the next week also showed us some really, really interesting things, if you paid close attention. Did you Did you check those out very well? I only watched the one that they played right after the show, I think. And um, well, when I originally watched it, it was choppy as hell. I was watching it on AMC Live on my computer, and I just went back and watched it through other means that we won't discuss. Um, <laughs> and so that that one didn't run the the preview, so I haven't watched it since the first time there. But. Well, one thing I noticed early, of course, you know when uh, when we're seeing the flashbacks and Luis and Abigail track down Strand. 
Luis isn't, you know, on board with with what Strand has in mind. Yeah. Luis would just rather cap him and, and, and take care of it. So as we're watching the previews to the next episode, I noticed Strand, and it looks like he's laying on the, the thing right there in the on the bridge, but it looks like he's tied up. His hands mm. are tied. Now, mm. it could have been the blanket and it was frayed, but it actually looked like rope going around his wrist. It did, mm. but it didn't look like it was tight or anything like that. It looked like it was laying with him, but I, it re- I mean, it didn't really look like his hands were tied. But you thought that? I, I wasn't sure. But at the, at the same time, Luis is basically telling him how it is and that, you know, he's not in control of the situation. So uh, that, that you know, leads, leads more to that. But at the uh, the end of the preview, the last thing, one of the last things you see, or no, one of the first things you see, I'm sorry, was uh, Strand at the wheel and Daniel next to him with the binoculars, and it, it seemed almost uh, a friendly union, so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. the two of them understanding each other even better than before. But which I mean, is, that was just a, a quick, quick uh, grab there from the. Preview. Which Daniel was ready to just be like, "We're ditching Strand. We don't need him." <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But, now, did anyone notice? Um, well, I guess I'm going to change the conversation for just a second and go back. But did anyone notice that Nick, when he found Luis, that the back of his shirt looked like wings, angel wings made out of blood, like no. as if it yeah. were a shout out to Daryl? Oh, no shit! Yeah, I, I did it not was, notice that. But yeah, it looked kind of cool. I was like, hey, did you see that? It almost looks like wings. Um, like the back of Daryl's vest that has I wings. Did they, I didn't watch Talking Dead after this either. Did they address anything like that? Or? No, they Not... didn't. It's just something that I happened to notice. Yeah, they... catch. I'm, I'm sure it was intentional, too. Uh, good catch. Yep. Um, anyway, so I just wanted to see if, in, if any one of you may have noticed that. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned Sarah that we were watching it. She's so. great at shit like that. I'm just like, where's the next walker coming from? I, you know, I'm I'm so like not detail oriented in these things, not as much as you or you and Sarah are, but uh, that's why I love doing these things because they get new perspective on them. Yeah, so they only had one Walker death in the whole episode there too. But yeah, yeah. But as I said, I, I, I one of the second to last theme uh, scene was another flashback, and we got the Victor and Thomas kiss and. Yeah, I swear. I guess my gaydar is broken or something, to use a really bad term, because um, <laughs> I didn't know. I really didn't know to that point. But you know, now, it, you know, we could be a st- lot of things fall into place after you do realize it. <laughs> we could sure. be standing in line at a movie theater, and Beth would be sitting there looking at the line, going straight, 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 gay, straight, gay, straight, fooling himself, straight, straight, gay, straight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> no, she's. I guess- uh, well, you know, I've I've had many gay friends throughout my lifetime. Yeah, me too. But it's a, like, yeah. you know, I so I, I guess that's why I have that ability. <laughs> yeah, she's usually pretty pretty on target in an amazing way. Um, golly, you know, just before you guys brought that up, I had a real interesting thought, and well, now it's it's floated out of my head. Thank you. Uh, now, did anyone <laughs> believe that Connor? is um cult has the whole cult thing down and that's why he's only interested in the young girl and almost as if he was having her for jack well yeah I'm, i don't know about for jack maybe jack thinks it's going to be for jack but i i suspect if it goes that way it'll be you know 
Connor's probably assembling his own harem. You yeah. know, or it sounded like just from the peripheral talking, particularly of Psycho Pirate Reed there, that you know he's he's looking to build the new world. So I think he's yeah. definitely got the whole repopulation thing in mind. That he's, I look at him. I said he was water based Negan, but I think he's probably going to end up being more water based the governor. And that he's kind of like he's ruthless, but he's you know practical and trying to rebuild civilization, albeit in his own twisted image. Yeah, and that's how I feel. And he's clear. I, I have. I don't believe at all that he didn't know that Reed was planning on capping everyone on the ship. I think just like Reed said, he's got a weak stomach for that kind of thing, so he has minions to do it. But I don't think he expected anyone to be left alive on that ship. I think he's ruthless enough that he's like, we take what we need, and he's a claimer. You know, he, we take what we need, and we, we leave no witnesses. Right. Now, do you <laughs> think that, that his people are the ones that took out that boat earlier? I was, is that I, something else? Yeah, oh, I, do. Uh, I think I said my, my running theory is that they have hijacked, like, a big Coast Guard um, ship, you know, or several or whatever, and maybe that's where the helicopter comes into. Um, because I still keep going back to Strand saying, or it was either Strand or Daniel saying that, you know, to do those, the damage that one boat they found would take pretty high caliber military type weapons that would be deck mounted guns. And unless they found themselves an actual Navy destroyer or something, I'm thinking Coast Guard, you know, vehicle. Yeah. And, and, and the, the ship that Strand was watching on the radar that, that dropped off the radar. Yeah. Well, it, I don't think that the the boat they came up to them on was that ship. It just wasn't big enough. It seemed like whatever it was that was following them was as big or bigger than the Abigail. Yeah, I think we're going to find out Connor's a pretty uh, pretty accomplished pirate at this point and probably has himself a nice little fleet of things. Yeah. I, I wonder about that because, you know, this is so quick after things have gone to seed. It does. It seemed like that to me too, Brian, that it doesn't seem like anyone would have time to organize a cult that quickly, but uh, unless he yeah. as well, unless he already had his cult, yeah. But and I mean, see, then again, you got to think that when shit that. goes downhill that quick, people are going to flock around pretty quickly. Whoever they think is going to protect them, kind of. You know, like look happened. at the Molly. Yeah, look at the Molly crew we have on the Abigail. You know, these people wouldn't have dinner together in any other space or time, but you know, now they rely on each other for their lives, so. Well, I was thinking about, you know, Hurricane Katrina and what went on at the Superdome. Yeah. Because, you know, after all that went on, when, when, when the the military or whatever tried to come in, they actually started shooting them away because, like, they declared their own martial law there. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so I, I guess it's not too big a, a step to sit there and say people are going to do that. I just, again, I thought it was so quick after everything had gone to seed, but, you know, there it is. I'll See, tell you I what, if it actually Connor... goes down like that, I'm finding the person with the most guns <laughs> and the biggest vehicles. <laughs> and, yeah, I'll, I'll pretty much do whatever they need me to do to, to keep my ass safe because I will not make it on my own. <laughs> See, and I, don't, I think that Connor had already had this type of cult <laughs> or this going on before then because of the way Jack talks about his girlfriend yeah. and her passing this happened before any of this went down, uh, the walkers and that. And that's why uh, Alicia gets the sense of uh, this is way bigger than I thought. So yeah, and playing up to him is the only way she thinks if you're going to take me, you take my family. 
Yeah, and he makes that weird statement about there's only one story about my girlfriend, you know, and it it sounds like that's not probably necessarily the truth, but that's what he's been told to tell people. Yeah. Yeah, or, you know, that's the the running narrative for him to sucker in poor boat-ridden teenage girls, (laughs) which he did. Now, when Madison started in on a pregnant woman, did did that get you into the creepy mode when she started talking about – you know the baby dying inside. Of course, oh, yeah. I, I think about that. And I thought about Maggie yeah. on 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 the the proper series, and you know the the idea of the baby turning and eating its way out. <laughs> yeah, well, and Ophelia jumped right on it with her, and I think they they were intentionally trying to, you know, really fluster her and 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 have her make some stupid move or something. Yeah. Speaking uh, of which, why wouldn't Connor want Maddie or Ophelia? If he is the cult leader, you know, is it because they're they're mature women, older women? Because they Uh, put up a fight more than someone who's a younger teenager. Yeah. You know, they they are able to brainwash them a little more. Yeah, and Maddie, I could see definitely if he's got repopulation in mind that, you know, he might think she's not of proper age or whatever. Right. Um, I don't know. With Ophelia, it's possible that she's, you know, somewhere possibly... Um, in her thirties, and why take the chance when you can get someone young? Yeah, yeah. All right, and Ophelia had been shot, so uh, there's that too. Yeah, yeah. And they you don't know, risk he, anything there. Or he just has a two person per boat, you know, quota that they have to meet. You know, find me a young girl and somebody who's handy with tools, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now we saw in the preview for next week they had Travis in some kind of hold. Uh, below and I don't think it was on the same boat that they were in in this episode. Yeah. So definitely, it looks like they got a a, a bigger a bigger boat out there. And Poor they, Travis has just become like abused handyman of the apocalypse at this point. But uh, that's the only way he's going <laughs> to learn how to handle himself in the apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, he's going to become so stupid. He's going to get to watch Connor's men make the mistakes and die. Yeah. And and, and you know he'll be able to save himself. Uh, you know, based on that, that, that looks like the the storyline that they got for him, the way well, to teach him how to not be such a. It's either that or it's yeah. time to die. Yeah. Because none of our uh, group has passed yet, so you know, usually in The Walking huh. Dead, there are a few more that have passed by now. Four episodes in, your wife is ruthless, man. It's just well, I mean, she she cold. makes sense there, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I, I, my money's still on Travis to go first, but um, I think maybe we'll get him doing a heroic sabotage of one of Connor's boats or something, you know, blowing the hell out of it while he's stuck on it or something to that effect. I, Hopefully uh, he's doing it while he's saving someone, so at least yeah. he's a hero yeah, of uh, some sort, you know? They better not kill off Alicia. That would just be, considering she left that other show that she was employed on, that would be really lame. <laughs> if she was on, what, the, the 100? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That would be, and Alan talked about that in the first one, that that pissed a bunch of people off that she had, you know, they killed off her character on the 100, and, and the social justice warriors went crazy and was like, oh, they killed another lesbian on TV. And it's like, yeah, it was not a conspiracy. She just got another job, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you would job. think The Walking Dead pays a little better than the CW, yeah. Oh, think. I'm sure, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. But she's still, to, to me, one of the better actors on the show, so it would be a waste if they, they dumped her off so far. Okay, yeah. now how long have they been at sea? I would think, what, a week, if that? I can't be much more. I mean... Well, you know, at, at what point... I mean, I, they're in California. It's not that far of a stretch to get to Mexico. So yeah. I mean, they're traveling well, too long. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. You know, they're in... Southern California, they're on the coast, they're at the seawater and everything, but, you know, whether it's Maddie or Alicia or Ophelia, none of them have gotten big humidity hair yet. <laughs> and I'm sorry, you're on a boat that long, your hair's gonna gonna pop up like a chia pet. It may not be in the, uh, the, the designer budget, you know. Yeah, and and and, and you know the, the the women all look like you know they're taking a shower every day. They're you know straightening their hair. Have you, you know. seen the boat? <laughs> yeah, right? I, I I understand that, but it's just you know is that going to be got a some priority? Amenities in it. <laughs> is that going to be a priority? And since Rick or Nick never showers, I mean, there should be plenty of water for everyone else. Hey, Rick <laughs> took a long bath today. <laughs> I mean, he, he got that nice yeah. uh, saltwater cleanse. And yeah. uh, then, of course, he uh, used Luis's uh, shower uh, there and got himself dressed up all in black. Used some nice uh, Walker brand uh, intestine soap. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just so he could sit on the leather. Man, that car was gorgeous, was was it not? <laughs> yeah, that's funny though. So you're not getting in my car. I know. <laughs> and are you Nick's taking just like, it what? with you? And he's standing there, literally covered in in gore. He's like, what? What's the problem? <laughs> well, it's like, are you going to keep the car after we get out of <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, right. Exactly. No, nope, that's not the point. <laughs> you probably find yourself another car anywhere at this point, dude. <laughs> I mean, Charlton Heston did it in uh, the Omega Man. Yeah. <laughs> Just pick out whatever car you like. Hey, it does, the apocalypse does have its perks occasionally. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't want don't want to get a Prius or a Tesla in that area, though. No, no. <laughs> All right. So, do we got anything else, or have we beat it to death? I don't know. Good and beyond. Things moving along, though, and definitely excited to see where the the counter story takes us. Well, I, it, I, it almost I, seems a little too early for megalomaniac on the seas, but I, I, you know, as you said, Brian, it's hopefully we'll get enough backstory to justify why this guy is so well organized already. Well, there was one other thing I wanted to bring up, and that was Reed, the uh, the border that uh, seemed to be in control. Yeah. And now he got speared by that tire iron, whatever it was, and they they showed them do that, and they showed Chris push him up against the wall. And then they did not show him pretty much for the rest of the episode. And I'm like, okay, someone go and put a knife in his skull, put a knife in his skull. Yeah. For the rest of the episode, I'm sitting there panicking because no one has gone and taken care of that. In any second, he's going to pop up and bite somebody. I thought that whole scene was a little confusing. I thought it was Chris that had stabbed him at first. And I went back and watched it a couple times like before I realized it was Maddie that had originally stabbed him right through. And then Chris like pushed him. Yeah. But yeah, little plot hole there. I, I agree with you. Um, well, and we see him next episode, and Daniel is giving him the same treatment he gave to Army Boy. So this guy is still alive. Oh, I, see, I didn't see that in the previews. Yeah, he's still yeah. alive, and he's and and he seems to uh, be you know pulling the full Joker moment, you know, like he's in control or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, from the Dark Knight. 
Yeah. Well, he's clearly got the... You know, I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie, but um, this whole episode kind of felt like Funny Games to me. Have you ever seen Funny Games? No, I, I know the movie you're talking about, yeah. uh, but I have not seen it. You just had that air of arrogance and, you know, no matter what you do, you're going to die. You know, I, I don't care how much you beg me or anything like that. And you just had that evil, just really enjoying being evil just like sense the, about him. <laughs> like the first uh, Purge movie. <laughs> That yeah. guy in the first Purge movie oh, yeah. had yep. the Joker smile. Yep. Oh my gosh, boy, did he. <laughs> that was <laughs> so creepy and so great at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Can't wait for the next the next one coming out is going to be, uh, and me and Honeywell will definitely be doing a review of it. Um, cool. so we did, did the first two. Um, the next one is going to be like a U.S. senator stuck, you know, gets stuck in the middle of the Purge and, and the guy who played... Um, Crossbones. Yeah, is is you know has to get her through it basically. So yeah, Frank Frank Grillo because he was in uh, was it Anarchy, the Purge yeah, Anarchy. Yeah, he was in yeah. the second one. Yeah. That guy does not look like he's fifty five years old. That guy is, is doing no. great for his age. Yeah, goddamn right. Yeah. But yeah, going going back to this episode, the, yeah, I mean the the couple things is that the pace of the episode and the action that we got in it all belied the fact that. We didn't really have a Walker death, or no. anyone get bit. You know, there was only one Walker in it that uh, that that got killed by by Nick at the beginning, and yet this was one of the more action packed episodes. Yeah, I think in general with this show, just by the nature of it, unless they do find a land based base, um, that for a while at least it's going to be it's going to emphasize more that people are the bigger enemy than the Walkers. Um, you know, as opposed to what we kind of, well, we're getting that way in the regular Walking Dead, too. But this one seems to be accelerating. And, I, yeah, I will be disappointed if we don't see some pretty significant hordes because we're supposedly near some really freaking big cities. So there should be, yeah, just a shit ton of them, you we're know, close to around Tijuana. Yeah, you know, and so, yeah, we're going to get, uh, we'll have Walker hookers out the yin-yang here eventually. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> and who doesn't want to see that? Um, Stay oh, in man. the dead type uh, situation. I, I plead insomnia for my strange brain, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but, you know, the the episode did kind of give Nick almost a, a spy-like uh, uh, sheen to him. I mean, he, he just, you know, he's so comfortable in the skin of what he's doing <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's almost frightening how quickly he's... Uh, Oh, he, knows, he knows he was made for this. I mean, this is his forte for sure. If you're walking around and you're trying to buy drugs from someone, you know you're having to be like super spy, look over your back, watch yeah. what you're doing, and you're always paranoid type situation. I mean, he was made for this world, so... This is something that should be so easy for him. And then Strand gives him his probably what he's always was intended to do. Yeah. I'm still not happy with if they drop the whole withdrawal thing completely. Cause, and maybe it's just because I actually trained in this shit. But, I mean, he shouldn't be out of the throes of it quite yet. And they either need to show him with a steady supply of drugs, or, or have a couple scenes of him going through hell again and not being able to function. You know. I'm in complete agreement with that. Yeah. 
Because they said, um, didn't the mother say um, in last season that she had about seven days supply or so? Yeah. She had enough to get him through. So hopefully we will see him go through another withdrawal or really start looking for some pills. I mean, tear some serious shit up looking for. Yeah. I mean, don't make it the focus of things, but I think it was a brave choice by this show's writers to go there in the first place. And I thought they portrayed it very well in the first season. And it would just be kind of a shame to to drop it and be like, oh, Nick's all better now because he's got zombies to be addicted to or something. I don't know. So. Well, you know, when he <laughs> when he went in to take his shower, you don't think he scoured everything in there quickly to see if he could score something. Right, right. And uh, that, that wouldn't have been a surprise for him to find something there. Yeah. Now, yeah. How do we know that Strand isn't fully stocked with that anyway? Yeah. If yeah. Well, Strand had it, you would have a scene where he's supplying Nick. Yeah. No, but, maybe not because it took him such a long time to even get here with Strand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, the Strand would actually have it like a carrot. I don't know if Strand is that as well prepared as he thinks he is. The man's only apparently got one gun for fuck's sake. <laughs> really not a good idea if you're in any kind of shady business with anybody. You keep a backup piece. I'm sorry. You right. Know, I've never right. been in a position where I've needed a backup piece or even owned a gun, but that's just the way movies have taught me. <laughs> so, okay, so um, it's like common sense. Never have just one gun. <laughs> does anyone think that Alex is going to show up real soon, or is it, you know is she going to be back next episode to get in Travis's face? I, I not like Travis's, but Strand's face. I like the theory that she's maybe the one that must have dropped the information to Connor. Um, to, to make herself of use. Yeah, or just, yeah, or they tortured it out of her or whatever. Who knows? But, yeah, there's got to be some explanation for them knowing everything because they know everything. They know everyone's name, you know, the whole nine yards. So Yeah, they do, and I, I really think it was probably Alex that said something. You know, I think they probably threatened the boy or killed the boy or did something yeah. like that, yeah. um, the one that's burnt anyway, to yeah. get her to talk. Because I, I loved your your theory that she would be the one to pick Strand up from the water, but clearly we didn't get that. So no, it's no. I just yeah, well, I still refuse to but believe. But he was in the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess I just don't absorb those previews at all. It's like my brain wants to turn part of it off so I don't spoil anything while yeah, I'm watching I'm it. I'm happy yeah. to do fifty fifty. <laughs> if I can get fifty percent right, the other fifty I'm willing to let go. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, there are going to be, what, uh, 15 episodes total this season. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, that's that's going on quite a while into the uh, summer. So, uh, I mean, what, what kind of predictions do you have for the, the stretch of the season? Oh, I mean, I don't know. Business as usual. Obviously, I think we're going to get a nice long arc of the, uh, maybe not too long, about the it's going to be touchy for, for this show because how many Connors are you going to do and how many, you know, it, it makes narrative sense to have them have conflict having to go to shore for supplies. I'm thinking maybe Shangri-La that they're headed to, you know, whatever, to Strand and everyone is headed to in Mexico is not going to be quite as well secure as they think it is. Yeah, I, I think that um, Abigail's probably already dead, turned, or his father has him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. That that would 
Doug Ray Scott's, a, at least at one point, was a pretty well sought after actor, and I, I wouldn't want to think they'd only use him for one episode either. But well, you know, he was going to be Wolverine. Yeah, I know. And he couldn't get out of scheduling. I know, and I, I think he would have made a great... I'll go on record right now saying I think he would have been a better one than, than Jackman was, but... Oh, I like Jackman just fine. I do too, but I he just seems more the body type. Jackman was always too freaking tall for it. Yeah, I mean, of course... I know, you know, Wolverine... I know you ladies like all the nude scenes he does and all, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm I... not sure. Now, who are you saying this is? <laughs> Well, uh, the guy that plays Abigail was originally cast to play Wolverine in the X-Men movies. Mm -hmm. And because he had to do that movie with Drew Barrymore, uh, Happily Ever After, whatever it was, some uh, Cinderella story, uh, he couldn't get out of it. And so they went with Hugh Jackman. And they kept kicking himself about that. (laughs) Hugh Jackman was perfect for Wolverine. Now, I'm not sure about seeing um, the guy you're talking about all naked. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably wouldn't have done it so much with him. Uh, well, Strand would fight you for him, for one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think by the end of the season, we'll see one or two of uh, the people who are on the boat uh pass on or become a walker or make a dumb move i think travis is one of them the other i'm not sure but i think eventually alex uh will join the group and or she'll go after the group you know she she definitely looks like she could have a reckoning in her eyes you yeah. know, from what happened. I, I don't think she'd, you know, the thing is, Maddie would probably be able to win her over. Look, we didn't want to do this. That was all Strand. Yeah, but and, even him. I think maybe that might be partially a Strand redemption arc, you know, that's possible that they they actually rescue her from Connor's boat and he agrees to take her on or something, you know. Yeah, I think that that would be um, really great, you know, that or... Um, I don't think there is a redemption arc for Strand. I I don't think Strand is ever going to think that he needs to redeem himself because he knows that if he tries to do good for somebody, it's going to wind up getting him and other people killed. Right. I'm not saying intentionally redeem himself, but I think he'll I think he'll come around to. Well, I think Mob Rule will take over, and they'll be like, "Look, she's coming with us, or you can't shoot us all." You know. Right. But. <laughs> Yeah, because the, the one thing that we have learned is, you know, the moral of the story is if you try to do right by somebody, they're going to kill you or, or take you hostage. Well, that or he'll make make Alex Maddie's responsibility. But Strand yeah. is already – Strand is also already kind of in the Connor mindset, though, is he's trying to collect – at least with Nick, he's trying to collect people that will be of use to him. And Assets, will, yeah. Yeah, that will potentially survive or that he can – Use at least, as I said, I still think we we may see a dark strand turn that you know he he's willing to to you you use the women as coin if necessary. Um, well, I, no, hope, do you I think that's going to be Connor's role at this point, but um, who knows? You know, strands a survivalist, I guess. First of all, so anything's possible, and, and Pretty much every, anyone in one of these shows has to get to that point, or as we've seen, they don't last too long. You know. Now, do you think <laughs> that um, Thomas mentions about how they're in Mexico, of course, and that they have this villa? 
villa or villas. Mm -hmm. So the question is, um, when he was letting them know, we only have so much room, are they, do you think they're going to plan to live with them and their well, I think we I saw the house, I think, or do I think you we think saw that the they have? No, those. Wait, when? When they were yeah, no. out there, you know, in the chairs, and his mother was serving them. No, they, I know. Oh, right. Yeah, they were yes, there. that's what I'm talking about. Do you think that they're going to live with them there, and their one huge home, or do you think there are like five of those or three of those? Because he mm. obviously enjoys his peace. That's why he says he wants to stay there. He could live there forever. Yeah. Well, I'm so, guessing Abigail, unless he's informed him that, you know, Luis obviously didn't know about anyone else coming on the trip. We don't know if Abigail knows or not. Um, but that's obviously going to be some conflict. And, you know, once again, how many people can we take care of? And what do we do with the ones we can't? So. Yeah, if you thought that Strand was difficult to work with, Luis is going to make life <laughs> a living hell for those people. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, Nick seems to be able to, like, defuse him pretty easily, though, which was cool. He's just like, no, no, it's, you know, well, he actually had to defuse his own family. He's like, no, this guy's a friend. And then, uh... Yeah. Well, he's he's got the I'm with him attitude. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think Luis recognizes that. I'm with him. Forget about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and that, that, of course, brings up, you know, who's the real big bad for that? Is it, uh, is it uh, Abigail's father or Abigail's mother? Yeah. Yeah, I think Connor's going to be kind of a flash in the pan. I'll bet they kind of wrap that up quickly, like within an episode or two. And then we'll move on to the, like, the bigger issues of where are we going and can we still go there? Uh, my prediction is still they're going to try to get to Abigail and Chitta's going to have gone all to hell. And, well, I think uh, they're, they're going to have to relocate and stay on the sea. And I think before the end of the season, we're going to find out what that big boat was that took care of the other boat. And oh, it's yeah. probably going to be military, and you're probably going to have a, you know, uh, Marlon Brando kind of general there. Yeah. Or, you know, military leader that, that, that you know, again, another governor type, but that's actual military See, that's, my prediction is that that is Abigail. That Abigail or Abigail's father has this going down, or Abigail used his father's resources to find Strand. Not you know expecting to really find all those people. So I want to see a nuclear submarine full of walkers. <laughs> oh, oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick's got to go into it because that's the only place you can get drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Gosh, I just hope it's not... <laughs> You know, where they have the lab of how walkers were made or, you know, are they looking for the research yeah. of how to heal them? Well, you know, by this episode, see on board. By, by this episode, we see that that Nick and Alicia and Maddie are the thinkers and doers there oh. that, uh, you know, when when Strand isn't, you know dominating in his own way they they are, are more than capable of handling themselves and it's a shame that strand didn't get to see maddie do the whole stab uh you know psycho read the pirate um through <laughs> yeah. the back because that would have you know answered all his questions about whether she would actually throw him overboard or not i think because i have no doubt that maddie will be a badass in this show and will kill without thinking if necessary 
Yeah, but she's not she's not going to reveal that to him. She doesn't want to reveal that to him. She doesn't right. want him to know. Oh, she, what she if it, no, that that look she gave him last week was just like, "Oh yeah, don't test that theory, dude." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think uh I think Strand is astute enough to understand what that look meant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so are we uh are we all good here? Yeah, I think so. Um Looking forward to more, man. Things definitely got moving this week. Agreed. Um, yes, yes. And I think next week is going to be just as interesting and action-packed. But we'll see. All right. Well, uh, next week, uh, you want to take on the notes? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll do them again. Sure. Okay, Absolutely. cool. Maybe I'll, if I can, we, we should punish Sarah and make her do it for not being technically proficient this week <laughs> well, the, the one thing i know here is that whenever the notes have to be done in this house i think i'm going to be the one to wind up doing them you did them a lot more concisely than mine were brian i applaud you for that because i was i had vowed to make mine more concise this week and i somehow came up with two more pages so <laughs> than i had last week so i am clearly not good at this <laughs> oh no I, I like your i like your alliteration the you or you take your liberties it's uh, very entertaining yeah i think you're both great it was pretty good thanks I mean, uh, Beth didn't uh, bully you too much this week, so that's good too. <laughs> we'll let you get a word in that. Well, life. it was so straightforward, <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm loving it, guys. Having a great time doing this. Um, so, yeah, till next week, folks. Uh, cutting this up now, and I'll it out tonight. Seventy-three men sailed up from the San Francisco Bay. Rolled off of their ship.
Yeah, they did it.